0: Welcome to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green, where you'll discover actionable strategies to help your student to reach their academic goals, to excel at standardized testing, and to plan for the college admissions process painlessly. And now, here's your host, Dr. Stephen Green. Hey, everybody.
1: Steve Green, the success doctor, back with another episode of the Make the Grade podcast. We're talking food. Who's hungry? Anybody hungry out there? Well, we're talking healthy food and healthy lifestyle today. I have a guest, Hallie Steinberg, nutritionist, food expert, positive thinker, and she's going to be sharing some what I think is going to be really valuable information with you. As you know, the Make the Great podcast, my theme is to give parents actions, students actions they can use right away to help you to maximize your education. So Hallie, how are you? And welcome.
0: Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Well, listen, I, i you know, we've been talking about doing this for a little while and I am excited to have you on the people listening to my podcast. know I, I, I love doing this. I really like having guests on because it brings a good perspective and it, I think it just provides some really good information. So let me tell everybody a little bit about you and we'll get right into it. Uh, Hallie is a certified health coach with Hallie's Healthy Living, provides individual and group sessions, wellness workshops, and presentations focusing on the four pillars of health. which are lifestyle, exercise, attitude, and nutrition. I know we're going to hear more about that. She's specialized uh, in working with parents and children. Hear that? Parents out there and children, pregnant nursing mothers, and prime timers. In other words, those preparing for it during their mature years. I'm not there yet. Are you, Hallie? No, not yet. Not yet. But we work with them. Right, right, right. Uh, she combines her biology degree from the University of Pennsylvania, very impressive, and years of teaching experience as a special ed teacher. Ellie provides education and coaching in a fun and interactive way. So let's get interactive and let's have some fun, right? That's right. So you very impressive, a Quaker. (laughs) <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean they're not a Quaker's religion, but uh, if those who aren't from around Pennsylvania, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's their mascot, the Penn Quakers. Not a very threatening, intimidating, no. fear-sounding mascot, but still a, a, uh, I guess appropriate for an Ivy League school. Um, let's start with this. Um, what got you into nutrition? You know, what got you into? I mean, have you were you always healthy? Did you like go through your I was a McDonald's teenager. phase, a uh, you know, Twinkie phase, or
0: well, I was a teenager. Well, you know, a teenager, always, yes. my, my dad's a surgeon. I was pre-med in college and I was planning on going to med school. And I've always been in love with biology and human anatomy. It's always been a focus of mine and interest. I decided to go into special ed. And so I changed course there and I taught, as you, as you mentioned, for eight years in New York. Mm-hmm. And I love working with children. So I, no matter what I was doing, I knew that I'd be doing something with children. And I think what happened is I had three kids, and it really got me That's definitely
1: working with children. <laughs> it
0: really got me involved in how I can make them the healthiest possible. Especially since I had that within my power. Especially as they were younger. Now they're teenagers. I have two teenagers and an eight-year-old, so it's a little different now. But really, that change in focus made a huge difference. That I really knew that I can affect their lives, and mm-hmm. and I wanted to give them the skills so that day, as they were older, could live the healthiest life that they could
1: so I got to ask you this question because I have kids and I tried the same thing. I don't know. I can't say I'm hundred percent compliant. My kid, your kids uh, eat salad every day.
0: Well, you know, yeah, there's no the perfect kid. Come on. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, my, you know, I, I do have to say my kids do love fruits and vegetables. Okay, they well, there eat you go. That's a win,
1: We'll take that,
0: <laughs> but there's no, there's no perfect diet. There's no perfect lifestyle. <laughs> they're yeah, all, kids. well,
1: yeah, there's a lot of temptation out there. I, I think, I mean, all I'll say, because you're the expert in this field, is I think a lot of this is about consistency and just making good choices, right?
0: Absolutely.
1: If, you, if you're in a situation where you're at a buffet or a dinner and you can have a, a I don't know, what, what, what would you say is the prototypical thing you should not eat? A Twinkie in my day growing up was like the classic, horrible, oh fake, well, uh, preservative-laden. There's
0: so much out there.
1: <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, I it's a Twinkie heard. or a carrot, you know, hopefully someone chooses system
0: anything artificial with the chemicals and those coloring that we'll talk a little bit more about anything like that, all those sweeteners and cut them out. good. It's going to affect your behavior. It's going to affect so much part of your, your health. And, and of course we will talk, we'll delve into that. Well, that,
1: that is really the crux of, of one of the things I want to get into, which is, uh, and we're not saying this from a medical standpoint, let's, let's give that caveat. But, uh, the link or associations, at least, between diet, nutrition, and behavior, especially when you've got kids in school that've got to sit still six, eight hours a day, and that's not always easy. Uh, let, let's talk about your, your four pillars. Sure. Or the the four pillars, right? I know that's – Four
0: pillars of health, right. And I, I think
1: I imagine I you wish could I talk could, about all day. <laughs> so go I ahead. Could, you got all day. Go um, ahead.
0: The Four Pillars is from Dr. Sears. He's American's pediatrician. I put that in quotes, but he's such a well-known pediatrician. Um, and he coined that term. And basically, uh, and I love this, these Four Pillars, this acronym of LEAN, because it can accommodate for anybody of all ages, whether you were a child or someone in your 80s. Um, so LEAN stands for L for lifestyle, E, exercise, A, attitude, and end nutrition. And that encompasses so much. It's a real holistic approach of looking at health and wellness. And I think we can take a little piece of that and, and for anybody in the world and, and really talk about those simple changes. And that's my philosophy, simple changes for a healthier life. I'm not talking about these extravagant or ex, you know really strict extreme changes. I'm talking about simple things that, are res, that, that you can sustain through your life.
1: How convenient that the acronym is also kind of a, a goal, right? Yeah. I want to be lean. I want to have a good lifestyle. I want to exercise. I want to have a good attitude. I want to have good nutrition. And it, it all, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful sort of synchronicity of ideas. Um, which one, it, it, you're right. I, listen, I agree with you because I do this a lot with education. There is no expectation somebody's going to come to me with, let's say, a thousand SAT based score and go from a thousand to a 1450 in a week. It's all about getting this, you know, well, for those of you who can't see, I'm holding my fingers like infinitesimally apart, right? Uh, it's all about getting this much better every day. So it's that much better every week and that much better. I'm spreading my fingers apart, my hand apart now, uh, every month. And eventually, hopefully, you hit to your goal, right? So it's, it's, it's little things that become medium things that become big things. Um, so I assume when you work with people and you coach people, this is a core uh, a core thing. So let's talk about them. Which one do you want to talk about first?
0: Well, so many, you actually asked a question and I realized I didn't answer. So th- besides my children being, easiest for me getting into health and wellness, being a special ed teacher and working with children in different aspects of special ed, but predominantly language-based learning disabilities um, or differences, really seeing how lifestyle and diet affected those children from even just the snack when they were eating snack, and 20 minutes after. So that firsthand uh, observation of the effect, and now and we'll get into it. And I guess some of these changes are small, but they can make a huge difference. And, and the, one of the first ones we'll talk about is nutrition. That's the okay. last one to end. Because um, I love talking nutrition, I love talking about whole foods, fruits and vegetables, you, you name it. Um, but I would love to talk mostly, especially because we like to talk about school performance and cognitive function here, really talk about the healthy fats. Um, we as a society, America, are not eating enough of a healthy fat called omega 3 fatty acids. Okay. And what happens is omega-3s are so important because, and I try, I'll try not to get too scientific here, but I do want to give a little background on do why. Go
1: as deep as you need to. Go ahead. <laughs>
0: okay. And I can always explain this further to anybody. Um, or fine. you can Google. You can Google anything. Um, <laughs> but it, basically, omega-3s are so important because our brain cells have something called a myelin sheath. And basically, Mm -hmm. it's the connection of these neurons or brain cells. And this myelin sheath is like an insulator. So when you think of an electrical wire, it's insulated to keep that electrical impulse strong. The same thing is happening in our brain. Mm -hmm. And we need to protect our brain cells so that these electrical impulses, these neurotransmitters, these big words, are Mm -hmm. all functioning properly and quickly and at the right speed. And what happens is, if we don't eat enough of the my, um, excuse me the omega-3s, this myelin sheath is frayed and it's not protected. And it's actually affecting the, the firing of our brain cells. So when we eat more of the omega-3s, we are actually helping our brain function better, uh, function properly, and protect it against some of these other um, things that affect the myelin, like omega-6s. So there's tons of fatty acids out it's there. So
1: omega-6s are bad
0: not necessarily bad we need them but we need a different ratio so in okay, our right. diet our ratio right now is 10 omega-6s to one omega-3s so uh, like i said i'm trying not to get too scientific That's okay. here, That's that, right. amoeba, That's i love that stuff but we, we should be having a two to one ratio or maybe a three to one ratio of when you when you say
1: ratio you mean like three. grams of each or just, uh, the,
0: just the amount so okay. so for instance so omega-3s, so what are these omega-3s? I'm talking about omega-3s, what are they? Got so basically acid, it's yeah. a fatty acid that you get from oily fish. So one of the best sources of omega-3s is wild Alaskan or Pacific salmon. Uh, we prefer the wild because it has less contaminants and less um, some of the mercury and some of the other issues which can cause brain issues and that's a whole other, com- a whole other conversation. Um, Farm tends to have more issues with uh, contaminants and metals and plastics. However, that being said, the omega-3s are so important that if you can only get farmed fish, you, you eat what you need to get. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do want to be aware that some fish has contaminants. And so there's tons of resources out there about ways to find which fish are safest in which areas. So that's a great resource to, um, to have. in the mm-hmm. Environmental Working Group the EWG provides that, um, that's just one source. So it's always good to look at your fish sources. That's very important. Um, and then some other sources um, besides fish, so people that don't necessarily want to fish, um, you can get some plant-based um, sources of omega-3s and that would be things like olive oil, avocado, which Steve and I have talked about about how delicious and important avocados are.
1: I, I like, uh, I'm a big guacamole fan. <laughs> Partly because it's green. I, I like any food that's green, but uh, I just, I, I, I like guacamole and it's know. healthy. And that's another reason to eat more of it.
0: Right. And then another thing is flaxseed, flax, flaxseed flax, flax oil, flax flaxseeds. Um, those are just a couple of sources of omega threes. Uh, like I said, mentioned cold. What about um, is an example as well.
1: So what, 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 what about people would say, well, can I take a supplement? Isn't there a pill I mean, there must exist, right?
0: Oh, there's tons of fish oil supplements, yes. And so-
1: So it's probably the same thing. Some are good, some
0: are, uh, some are a
1: waste of, uh, of whatever they're in.
0: Absolutely. So for me personally, I use a vegan plant-based omega for my family because I am concerned about the contaminants in fish. However, we do eat wild Alaskan salmon. Um, Dr. Sears, he actually recommends eating, I think he says about 12 ounces of like salmon a week. Is, is a great source of omega-3s for that's the whole And
1: that's not that much. It's not it's like a really whole thing. It's really not
0: that much. The issue with salmon, besides you know, where you get your sources, is it's expensive. So there's yeah. other ways. That's why I try to mention some of the plant-based. But you, do, you should know that the plant-based um, has something called ALA. It has to convert to DPA and EPA. It's, but really, the best sources are fish sources.
1: Let me ask you a question The parent might ask. Is this just as important in, let's say, a nine-year-old I, I could see, logic would tell me a, a 69-year-old woman or whatever, you know, who's, you know, aging or an 80-year-old person is going to have some uh, biological degradation just because you're aging, right? Mm-hmm. But when you have a child who's, you know, in a growth mode, um, is, is this more important, less important? Does it well, matter? I, I mean, it, because, you know, when a kid's growing, it, it's like, you know, they can grow four inches in a month, you know, they, can, they can't eat enough food. Um, not that ever happened to me, <laughs> I'm sure, <short>. but, uh, <laughs> uh, but, but I mean it, it, I think it's a fair question to ask. Is this just as important? Let's, I'm going to break into three places. You can address each one, let's say in a, in a 10 year old, okay. in a, in a 18 year old. And let's just say in an adult, cause you know, okay. we're talking to parents here too, cause I want everybody to be healthy kids right. mostly, cause that's who I work with, but I want parents to be healthy too. So What's your opinion here? Again, we're not giving medical so, advice, but.
0: No, and I'm I, I very careful because I don't, I'm not a doctor. I certainly would never want to give medical advice. Well, I am, my,
1: but no, I'm not no. a medical doctor.
0: No. So. I, I got to be clear about this. No. The growing brain of a child is so important. And what a lot of people don't know is we actually are called fat heads. Basically, 60% of our, our brain is made up of 60% of fat. So what affects, especially this growth from age zero to five is exponential. In fact, you have more neurons in your brain at age six and um, these synapses in your brain than ever at any time in your life. So if I had to choose one, I would say you're, you're the younger child because your brain is developing at such a rapid pace and what you're doing now not only affects your brain, a year from the road down the road your whole life 30 years down the road but they are finding so many links to omega-3s and healthy fats with alzheimer's dementia parkinson's a lot of these so just to be
1: clear the lack of them or the The lack of
0: omega-3s okay so somebody
1: who historically has a low intake is more susceptible let's uh-huh. say to
0: getting Alzheimer's and actually there's studies about ADHD and they're finding mm-hmm. that kids, they're finding that some children have a higher ratio that we talked about before of omega six than omega threes. They tend okay. to have the children with ADHD tend to have the, that a higher ratio of omega six. So, that,
1: so that's an anecdotal observation, but yeah. it, it's something that could be correct interpreted correctively as well. Cause that's a big concern in my, my student population, you know, Absolutely. I mean, it's a, I, I, I don't think all cases of ADHD are, are correctly diagnosed or not, but it doesn't matter. The numbers are definitely higher. Right. Right. Um, here's a question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Let's say I eat. I don't, let's say eat twelve ounces of salmon a week. I, I actually like salmon. I have a, a delicious salmon recipe. I will post it in the show notes. Remind me. Uh, I have a delicious salmon recipe. I grill it. It's really really good. But it's not going to do me any good. to Eat twelve ounces of salmon, and then have a whole chocolate cake. <laughs> um, no other vegetables, uh, no fruit, no apples. A- all I'm eating the rest is French fries. So I have 12 ounces of salmon and yeah. <laughs> actually French fries probably aren't that horrible unless they're super fried. But so I think this is where your concept of balance is going to come in. Right. Absolutely. Moderation balance. I mean, just common sense things. Um, uh, so th- a second question, mm-hmm. I'm a parent, uh, I go buy Alaskan, what do you call it? Why Alaskan salmon? Wow. I can tell you a good salmon story to remind me in a minute. I don't want to lose. I get, I start to, I don't think linearly. Anyway, um, I'm a parent. I go out. I'm saying, yeah, you know, listen to this thing. Hallie gave this great advice. I go, I go to the supermarket. and buy salmon. I make it for dinner. And I'm eating it because I like it. And my kids look at go, ma, what is this joke on the uh, table? Uh, yes. I want chicken nuggets. I want pizza. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> what do you do? do is a, a real world problem. You got kids.
0: Huge world um, problem, especially as a mom. And I have some picky eaters. Um, <laughs> so you can't make your kids eat. Well, some people can say you can make your kids eat something. I am of the philosophy of explaining nutrition to your kids, having them be involved in gardening, involved in the cooking process, giving them choice so that they have the power so that they feel that there's some, uh, so basically getting them involved so that they feel have, they have some ownership. I, I find from my perspective of being a teacher as well as a mom that kids want to have that ownership to feel that they have some control and some choices now that being said if your kids want to eat junk food all day that's not acceptable either so it's you have to be very careful because there is a power struggle that well can-
1: any more than letting your kid play video games for twenty-two and a half and a half hours a day exactly. right? but also, hour whatever whatever your family's uh acceptable level is um, but so what you Green, buy
0: is what your kids are going to eat. Well, that, that is true, too. And
1: somebody's got to make that decision. Right. Steve Green here, Make the Grade Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Hallie Steinberg, certified nutrition coach, life coach, uh, user of many big nutritional vocabulary words. <laughs> um, let, let, let's, um, let's shift gears a tiny bit, okay, because I do want to cover sort certain things. What do you say to the people who say, I know people shouldn't eat a lot of sugar, but fruit has sugar in it. Bananas have sugar. Um, but but what I say is, when my kids, I say, yeah, but they also have vitamins and potassium and pectin. And uh, you know, I'm trying to remember from like 11th grade <laughs> bio. Um, you know, it's, so it, it's not with empty calories, right? We don't want empty calories. Um, but, you know, because it, 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 you know, we're trying to give parenting advice here, I guess, in a way. We're trying, we're trying to educate people on the value. We want to make a smart decision. Um, so, it, like, just to sort of close out this nutrition idea, what's the easiest way to do this? I mean, you could go and spend a lot of money on really nice, healthy food, but what do you think is the simplest way to maybe take that first, second, or maybe first and second baby step in this direction?
0: Okay. Well, I want to answer first. The first question about fruit is very different than a simple, simple carb, a sugar. Um, it's fructose. Okay. So it, it is a different type of sugar and it has fiber and phytonutrients, all these amazing antioxidants. I know I'm using these big words. No, that's that one. are imperative. and so important. I know, In right? Syllables.
1: There you go. Right, right. That's good. Well, no, but, but the point is it's bundled so with other care. things your body needs.
0: But however, if you're concerned about now with focus, mood stability. Absolutely. If you're eating a lot of simple carbs, even fruit, just, you know, you have an apple or a banana and nothing else, your sugar level, your glycemic index it's called, is going to spike a little bit. And that's mm-hmm. very important to know for school children in school, whether they're working when they're home or throughout the day, that you do want to stabilize that blood sugar. And how you do that is mini meals throughout the day and snacks. And I always say what you eat, you want to um, combine a Fiber, uh, you know, complex carb of some sort with some form of a protein, and that will help sustain your child. So you, all, you know, you know how children get—they get irritable, they don't focus as well, they get moody. They well, just
1: some a, adults too. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> <Right,
0: absolutely. laughs>
1: Yeah, but, but we're uh, talking about children here. Let's right. stay on track. Let's right.
0: say they just want a banana. I mean, that's not even that's not, that's great. I mean, it's got tons of fiber, but. I'm just giving you a banana as an example. I mean, it's no okay. different than having a piece of cake. A piece of cake, your kids aren't going to function as well as if they had a banana with some right. paired with some protein and fat like banana and peanut butter or a nut.
1: I, I think the challenge in school, because I was a teacher for a long time and you were for years, is you have this, you know, you got kids who you need to sit still and pay attention, mm-hmm. but you have you have human beings who are naturally wanting to be active. Yeah. You know, a nine-year-old's not made to sit still for six straight hours, right? That's why they have recess and gym and um and then yeah they also get hungry that's a reality so it's, it's this balance of trying to keep them fueled mm-hmm. with keeping them focused right maybe you, that, yeah. i think i like the way that came out
0: the, right but actually that goes we're, we're heading right now to activity or, or exercise in my acronym which is Let's
1: talk, let's talk about exercise,
0: right? Because I remember my acronym lean L lifestyle E exercise a attitude and nutrition. So we kind of talked a little bit, I mean, the surface of nutrition, there's so much there. Um, And now we're going to go to the E of lean. We're kind of jumping around, but E for exercise. And I have to tell you the importance of activity for children, for everybody, but children in particular, cannot be underestimated. And the reason that is, is because when you move your body, and we're talking about good activity where you're working up a sweat, you're allowing not only your cardiovascular system, your heart, your lungs, all these great things to function, but your blood is flowing. And when your blood flows, something amazing happens in your body. And there's something called your internal pharmacy. And basically, you make your own medicines in your body. And Dr. Sears, once again, I'm going to quote him because a lot of this is... His um his his wordage, um, basically, when you make your own medicine, you're creating through this exercise and all these wonderful healthy habits your own ways of staying focused, helping your blood pressure, helping your the your inflammatory factors. You're doing uh, and your brain functions. All of these things are being affected. So you know, exercise and activity affects not only your physical well-being, your mental well-being, your mindset. It's affecting so many things. So for children in just, just talking about attention and concentration and focus, having a child move around, and you can see that in a classroom, after recess, guess what happens? They focus better. You know, you, you see the children, the children that have some of these, um, you know, different learning styles that need to literally be spinning a bicycle with their feet. I mean, I I have, as you can tell, I have tons of energy. I need to get my energy out, right? I'm an excitable person. For me to be stuck in a classroom, uh, you know, staring at the front of the screen is not so beneficial for me. So that's Mm -hmm. why the importance, whether it's in school, which it needs to be, and out of school, is getting those kids to move. I mean, there's so many studies showing how important that is. Um, And
1: I I, I think that I don't think anybody's going to argue with the value of exercise. Um, you know, fitting it into a school day or, um, you know, I mean, some people are more athletic. But we're not talking about being a good athlete. No, we're talking not about not. just physically right. uh, uh, stimulating your body through movement right. and increasing your heart rate and your breathing rate and just things that anybody can do. I don't care how old you are or what kind of uh, condition you're in. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and that's play. We look at it for kids as play. They need right. to play. They need to move. And what happens is they increase the blood flow the blood flow to their brain
1: Well, everything, turned, but yeah, has her. all
0: these amazing hormones are created and mm. you know go into the science the neurotransmitters are all you know functioning better so not to get too scientific
1: but- no 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 well it's a science we need to get scientific a little bit um listen my goal here always is to give parents and students children actions that they can take to help them with their education right so we've we've got some you can mm-hmm. change your diet or at least or at least minorly change your diet you can you can exercise and we're not talking ma- running a marathon we're talking even 5 minutes right anything um, can you you've worked with a lot of people i presume right i mean i've, I've lost count of how many people i've tutored but are, are there any particular you want to cite you know with some confidentiality of course any a case study or you know something that might hit home and resonate with Uh, The audience here, you know, somebody came to you with X and and you recommended this and this and what the outcomes were. Is there a story you could share about that or a case study you could share? Yeah,
0: I mean, absolutely. I mean, I I know that um, there's a lot of uh, issues with inflammation um, with kids and autoimmune issues and inflammation with not only adults, but with kids as well. And one one way that manifests sometimes is something called eczema, which is a skin condition and also is tied to allergies. Um, and I worked with someone just trying to cut out some of that processed food and some of those sugars when not necessary and just kind of really add tons of those fruits and vegetables, lean proteins, healthy fats, and just really add some of those really important foundational foods. Uh, and once again, these are kids. I'm not saying they have to cut out. They can never have a piece of cake again. I'm talking about just adding in those healthier foundation foods, mm-hmm. um, and I have to tell you the the difference between that child's eczema alone. And so I know we're not talking about behavior necessarily, but that was just a physical manifestation of now, something. And that
1: was uh, a month. I mean, was is there a time frame that this happened over?
0: Oh, I'd say within a, a couple of weeks. I mean, it Which was. Which
1: is pretty fast, really. It is
0: pretty. Listen, your body craves nutrition. Your body knows what to do with it, it from a cellular level. You need good nutrition. You feed your body junk, mm-hmm. you're going to feel junky, and it's it's very simple. The hard part. Especially as a mom and a dad, is how to get your kids to eat healthier and live a healthier lifestyle when they have all these temptations and things out there that I didn't really have when I was growing up. I mean, we had some, but not to the extent. So that's the challenge because we right. all know what's good for us. It's yeah, just a challenge.
1: Intuitively, I think and dad we do. Yes. Get
0: those kids to do it.
1: Right. Well, you know, and that's not limited to nutrition because you, you've got so, listen, as a parent, um, I'm talking individually and I think just collectively basically are we're trying to shield our kids from a lot of stuff, right? I mean, you got nutrition in some people's mindset, maybe nutrition is, is their smallest concern. I mean, you got alcohol and, yeah. and drugs and, and, and just bad behavior. And safety, and, their yeah. safety, Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you got a lot of issues. You got to be concerned about just putting your kid goes out the door, uh, you know, that may be, you know, worrying about if they have an apple versus a, uh, a Hershey bar uh, is maybe is lower down on the list, mm-hmm. but, but I, I think it has to be somewhere. I think that's at the very least, it has to be on your list, right? Absolutely. Um, okay. So let's, let, let's, let's go this direction. And then we're going to wrap this up in a few minutes. Um, you have a favorite recipe you, you like to cook, I assume, right?
0: You know what? I wish I could say I'm an amazing chef, but I'm embarrassed to say that I'm really not an amazing chef. I like think cook- some <laughs> I like to help. I was
1: setting you up to say, "What a great cook yeah, you are." Yeah, I'm gonna
0: be really <laughs> honest here. This I, I,
1: love, I love, the honesty. Okay.
0: My kids don't always love my cooking, no. <laughs> but you know what? The bottom line is, I do my best and I try, and we really try to stick with those whole foods. But one of my favorite easiest things to do, and, and since we talked about these omega threes mm-hmm. and including lean proteins and fruits and vegetables, um, an easy thing to do for me, you know, I like to call it well. It's called a brainy breakfast right let's say you know how to get your kids prepared for the day an easy thing to do is make a smoothie and I'll just tell you a couple things that we put in that I have found to be helpful and delicious for the kids and then what's kind of neat is uh, some of the snack food that we've we've um, created from that these this core ingredient list and that's basically okay. I use some kind of plant pr- plant-based protein I'm not mm. a big fan of whey protein personally because it's very processed so I use some kind of plant-based protein like
1: the powder you would buy
0: yeah that you can go buy that okay so like a
1: vegan
0: but i like to do that because it does add usually some form of a good source of protein which that's important and once again, people can speak to me with suggestions. I, I have some suggestions that I like better than others. Um, and then I add in whatever your kids like and let them choose. What kind of berries do you want? What, what vegetable? What fruit? I mean, they're not going to really, most of them are not going to say, I want spinach, mom, but maybe they will. If they want it to be green, they or might. kale or uh,
1: something. Right.
0: Have fun. Let the kids have fun. Let them make the choices, but give them the choices of healthy choices. You know, We're not putting chocolate chips and sprinkles in it. And then I always add some kind of you know either a dairy or a non dairy um, you know almond milk milk or something whatever your your family drinks and that's a great source there of protein fat and and calcium and then I add in what you know you if you're worried about the omega threes and you want to add more you can put in a spoonful of flaxseed or even a little bit of avocado you're not going to really taste that Mm -hmm. you can do a lot of fun things but let the kids. Do, really choose and, and have that ownership of it a bit. So that's a great breakfast. I know I didn't give you a specific recipe, um, but I, you know, I, I can certainly post when you said you're going to do your salmon recipe, yes. I can post that smoothie recipe. Yeah, on I will
1: pizza. put this in the show notes, fans yeah. out there. Yeah, let me tell you a quick salmon story. Okay. If you want to hear one. I was in Alaska and we went on this, uh, like a boat that took us up a river. And it was really cool because there was a point where you could tell the difference between what they call the glacial melt which is the water that's coming, melting off the glaciers, which is clear. And the um, brackish water, which is kind of half salty, that's kind of the river that flows in from the ocean. And some of them go miles and miles in. Well, anyway, you could see, you could literally stand there. They, they, we went out on this little peninsula, and you could stand there and literally see salmon that were two and a half feet long moving. You could, they were going so slowly because they're going upstream. They're going to their spawning area. So you were allowed to catch two salmon. Uh, that's like the Alaskan state gaming law or whatever. And what we did was we caught the salmon in a net. You, you could probably have literally picked up with your hand, although I don't know if they have sharp spines. I'm not sure. Um, they'd get a net and we picked up, we caught the salmon in a net. It was like 22 pounds. And then the company that ran the boating tour uh, took it, filleted it, put it on dry ice or whatever they did. And they shipped it to our house back here. Like, like it's the time. And so it was going to get there when we got home. We also took, cause we were on a cruise, like, um, so we took a piece of it back and the chef cooked it. So we were eating salmon that was caught and like literally was in the fish probably not even two hours before. Um, I'll tell you another food thing too. I was in Japan for a long time and Japan as a culture, they have no processing in their food. It's, it's a national thing. They, they have no ADD medication. Alderol, all this stuff is illegal there. And a lot of Americans that go to study in Japan, you cannot bring that the medication to the country. So if you're on Alderol or Five Ants or whatever Ritalin, and you go to study in Japan, you cannot bring that in. It's considered a narcotic there. Well, it is a narcotic, but it's considered an illegal narcotic there. Um, and they have very very low incidence. It's it's an epidemiological uh, thing. But there has to be some kind of connection, and and they're very strict uh, about what they allow in the foods. They eat a ton of fish because it's an island, obviously. But they eat, like eel, like weird fish that like <laughs> Americans would not necessarily find uh, as appealing. But um, yeah, so you know, look I, to me, everything you're saying is common sense, and it's stuff that just makes sense. It just sometimes, let's be honest, isn't the easiest path for people. And I and I love your attitude of let's get people involved young let's make this enjoyable for them so it's not like you know, eat your lima beans or you're not going to go out and play with your friends sort of mindset which is like what my parents generation did you know if you don't eat your liver which i hate it i ugh, still hate it um <laughs> if you don't eat your liver you're not you can't go play baseball or something like that like it was punitive not to eat the food right um but I, but i i think we got to kind of look at it that way by the way audience out there steve green make the grade podcast here to help you learn things, to maximize your education, take actions. I am holding up those of you who maybe can see the video feed, something Hallie turned me on to. You want to, you want to tell, talk about this?
0: Oh, sure. It's, it's an avocado slicer. It's just, uh, it just makes cutting avocado super simple. If you
1: are, if you are a gadget person in the kitchen, this is like kind of a combination knife pit remover, and uh, what do you want to call this thing? Like a, a slicer, slicer kind of. Yes. So it, it cuts the avocado, depits it, if that's even a word, and then slices it kind of into almost like uh, slices <laughs> that you can just eat. And you the get your omega-3s, you help your myelin, you got the whole whole deal, and it tastes good, and, and uh, it's good for you. And that's, that's really, I think, the, the beautiful thing. Um, let's talk about how people can get a hold of you. Okay. Uh, let's say somebody's intrigued here. They want more information. Uh, you want to give us your your info? name. Uh, obviously, we know your name. Uh, website, email, if you want to do that. I know you've got some presence on Facebook. So, talk about that.
0: Sure. Absolutely. Well, I, I do a lot virtually now. Um, I do a lot of yeah. online yeah, sessions as the most of our world right now. Um, but my, the best way to reach me is through my website for my health coaching services. And that's um, Hallie's healthy And Hallie is spelled H-A-L-L-I-E-S healthy living. Um, and so that's probably right. the best way to see my services. And you can sign up for um, a, a, a nice free guide of how to choose organic vegetables and uh, a nice fruit and vegetable wash some ingredients on how to wash your mm-hmm. fruits and vegetables. So that's a possibility, or I have a Facebook community once again called Hallie's Healthy Living, where I post daily healthy living tips, uh, gadgets that I love, like that avocado slicer, um, as well as family family friendly recipes. So I try to make it a, an educational resource for a healthy lifestyle. And, and that's, uh, that's if you have any Facebook. questions, I, that's a know.
1: Facebook group, right?
0: Yeah, that's my Facebook group. It's yeah, you
1: could Facebook search group. on, right? Okay, yeah, and we'll put it in the show notes out there. Um, you got anything coming up? You doing any workshops or are you doing any, anything? I'm
0: actually starting another group session. We're going to start, um, a a lot of things I do are about label reading and teaching families about how to read labels and make better choices for snacks. So I'm going to be putting a group together in August for that. Before school starts again, um, so we'll talk about once again healthy fats. I'll get a little bit more into foods that you want to avoid, such as the dirty dozen, some of the trans fats, high fructose corn syrup, et cetera, et cetera. So those are some of the things I talk a little bit more depth, um, and I can give you some more information when. But that'll be information will be on my Facebook group about that starting now for uh, August.
1: Beautiful. Well, just to date this because uh, I never exactly know what people are to. This is. Uh, July, 2020. Uh, we are, Haley is relatively local to me. We are in Southeast Pennsylvania in the United States. Um, we're still in the COVID thing pretty seriously. Um, a little, we're probably in a little better shape now than some of the country. We were in bad shape before and we got better now it's swinging back and forth. But, um, it is what it is, which is why everything, you know, virtual, you know, and maybe still for a long time. um, all right. I think we got it covered. And listen, we could talk about this for a long time. So I would hope to get you back here in, in a little while and we'll kind of get into part two, which would be, well, we only did E and N of lean. So we still got to do L and A, right?
0: And there's so many other parts of all those yeah, other. Yeah, well,
1: we sure. There's a lot we could talk. About. I think next time I'm going to bring a snack cause I'm getting hungry. <laughs> uh, all this food talk. Um, let me just ask you one question. I, I know we're, I'm trying to wrap it up here, but it just, it just comes to mind. Um, soda. Mm -hmm. soda, right? High sugar. Is it just, is it just avoid it? I mean, it's it's one of those things like kids, you know, uh, like, you know, one of the things I'm hearing is like diet, my, my wife, I don't really talk about much on the podcast, but she is a real like anti diet soda advocate. She, she, the, the chemicals in there, I think they're, they're, I don't want to, I don't know quote the science, but you know, are carcinogenic or, you know, cause all kinds of problems. So actually in a sense, the high sugar stuff is better for you than the, Diet stuff because then you don't have all the fake sweeteners that are actually neuro stimulants, right? There's a pretty right. neuro
0: stimulant, excitotoxins, yeah.
1: Excitotoxin. They're, yeah they're, no, you like, got it.
0: No, you're right. Try, just,
1: I'm, I'm trying to use a five syllable no, word really it, hard, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, let, let's you know, you can you give a couple sentences on that because we wouldn't really yes. get into that I because mean, that's not really, I don't know if soda is considered a food, yeah. and they're certainly a part of a diet.
0: Right, Right. and there's so many factors, the things that we really should try to avoid, but soda in particular for kids. There's there's a lot of problems with soda besides the sugar content, the absolutely no nutritional benefit, the fact that it has most sodas have caffeine. Colors. Which kids? the stimulant i mean that's that's a whole issue in itself right. um but when you look at that's just sugar soda that's regular soda and the amount of sugar is my if you can I, I d- i've done a thing where i literally put sugar packets next to the soda yeah it's like 14
1: it of them or something.
0: Sugar, it? yeah. but it's no different than gatorade and gatorade with the artificial coloring and flavoring they're, they're big issues but if you look at the, I want to talk about diet real, diet sodas and diet artificial sweeteners.
1: I know, it's a whole, it's a, it's a whole. whole thing,
0: but I just want to say one quick thing. So there's something around our brains called the BBB, the blood-brain barrier.
1: barrier. I remember that from bio, yeah, okay.
0: So you're basically protecting your brain from toxins and contamination. And what happens is some of these things I mentioned, excitotoxins like MSG, some of these non-food products that are put in our food, um, especially aspartame. they, they actually
1: can break through this, through this barrier. That.
0: And right. you're as a child, your developmental brain cannot cannot deal with that stress as much as an adult can. It mm-hmm. affects children's brains far more. So, would I say have a full, you know, regular soda versus a diet soda? I mean, that's a hard decision because they're both not great.
1: Well, it's but a lesser really, of two evils. I really
0: say, you know, there. I mentioned the Dirty Dozen. Mm-hmm. That is part of the Dirty Dozen. There's artificial, oh, okay, high fructose right. corn syrup. So, but I want to just say one more thing really quickly and I know we're wrapping this up. I'm going to give you the final to, word here. Go ahead. Yeah, final word for me. My goal is to inspire healthy living through simple changes. I don't want to scare people and I also don't want to say you can never have something. And I think I want, what I really want to make sure that people take away with is understanding that our health journey is a journey. We're going to have ups and downs as children, as adults. And so I'm not here to elicit fear or tell people, oh my gosh, we're never going to have the Gatorade again. I'm just trying to have to help people get awareness of what is some of the issues are and maybe moderate it a little bit more. So that's very important to me because I don't want people to think I'm here scaring them and that, you know, I, I can't do this and hold up their hands and say, I'm not even going to try. So once again, those simple changes will make a huge difference.
1: Well, I, listen, I think there's at least some of this that's just common sense. And I think some of it is just conscious choice. And maybe there's a third part to it as well. But I think really there are the two things. You, you kind of know what you should do. It's, it's, like, it's like studying. Yep. Every kid I work with knows they need to study. But there's a gazillion distractions, right? There's 100,000 things they could probably do they prefer. And it's, it, it's, it, it's easy to go down the wrong path uh, sometimes. And, and, and this is just life. I mean, this is the life. This is not going to change in our – this is just the way the world has evolved. So – Oh, okay. So look, I, and I love the attitude. This is about being positive. This is about doing what you can being smart and, and, and helping. So Steve green, make the great podcast. Hallie, thank you so much. Hallie Steinberg, uh, health coach, uh, make the great podcast. It's about actions you can take to maximize your education for parents and children. Hope to get Hallie back soon. And I will see you with the next episode. How about a big hand for Hallie?
0: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>
1: That's the studio audience.
0: Oh, wow. Thanks. (laughs) See
1: you next time.
0: You've been listening to Make the Grade with the success doctor, Stephen Green. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe. For more resources and support, please visit MakeTheGrade.net.